Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, Everything That's Weird. We're your host, I'm Anthony, and this is Brandon. And tonight, we're talking about aliens at Area 51 escaping. <laughs> the real-life Agent K. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I saw this on Reddit. Um, I do not know this show. I'm going to start watching it from now on. Um, it's on Gaia. Do you watch Gaia? No, uh, my wife does quite a bit. I, I don't. But apparently this was on that. Um, and it has to do with an agent that worked at. Okay, so we talked about Bob Lazar. He worked at S4. Yeah. This guy worked at Alpha Site, which would be AS. And mm-hmm. this has this story has to do with Site Five, which would I guess be S Five. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So breaking down their complex structure. Who we're talking about? This guy's name's Richard Doty, and why he is allowed to talk is because he made um, he was a counterintelligence guy for the. Um, base and he was sworn to secrecy for 30 years and in his 31st year um, he started giving interviews so this guy was a counterintelligence agent so right off the bat (laughs) (laughs) before we get into what we think right off the bat uh he does say that he is a counterintelligence um, agent, which he is literally the one that gives misinformation. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, as part of a tool, right? <laughs> you would you would say they would do that as a tool to to steer real information from getting into the wrong hands. Totally. So, uh, I the only reason I didn't end with that is because we should lead with that so that uh, while we tell this story, you can make your own decision. So, okay. He's on this show. He's telling the story. They're asking him about what he knows about Area 51. He's like, I don't know a lot. I worked in this place called Alpha Site. And I was supposed to safeguard special projects. And the interviewer is like, what are space special projects? He's like, okay, so like technologies that nobody has from like people that are trying to take it mm-hmm. and um, creatures. And the guy's like, what do you mean creatures? He's like, well, Roswell happened. There was another crash that happened outside of Roswell. And we found this alien and we named him EB. And that's so basically like every alien crash you ever heard of. They right. call an alien, right? 
Right. So he they named him um, EB, which I guess stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. So he said that EB gave them tons of information about the universe and their technology and how far ahead they are than us. And he said that he had kind of thought that they were about 50,000 years ahead of us, technology-wise. Mm. Um, but what he said was um, there was also, like, other things. Wasn't there even, like, a time-traveling device that they couldn't well, figure out because it was so advanced? <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> so there was other things, like this one in particular and this project that he was involved in, which was a retrieval mission, and it was for an alien that got away. So, they had discovered through this alien's technology that, yes, they had figured out some kind of uh, black hole or wormhole or something where Mm -hmm. they could see into the future, but they couldn't stabilize it enough To, to put people through it. To put people through it or to get any kind of advantage from it. Yeah, or probe or anything like that. And so, unlike EB, this alien was kind of like a praying mantis head alien. Yeah. A lot different looking than EB. Brand new Edgar Sudi head. (laughs) He wouldn't communicate with them. So, he said that that was a Men in Black joke, if you didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch that. <laughs> the Edgar suit. The... Oh, right. Where he blows his head off. He goes down and he, uh, the bug goes and takes that dude and sucks all his insides out and wears his skin. And it's, yeah. oh, what's the actor's name? He goes around being the bug the whole time. That's funny. <laughs> So his so, wife, they're doing the interview with the wife, and she's like, you mean he's wearing him like a, like an Edgar suit? Is it Denofrio? And she starts laughing, because <laughs> she hated him. Is it Denofrio? Yeah. Okay. So, he's asked about, okay, well, did you keep these projects from, like, other alphabet agencies? And he's like, yeah, we did. Especially this one. Um, And he starts talking about Operation Amber Sun. So Operation Amber Sun Mm -hmm. was they had captured aliens. And when they had captured aliens, um, Site 5 was a place where they kept all those aliens. So, this alien in particular, what he said was they would try to get it to talk. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, there would be like telepathy. Sometimes they could get it to talk in English. Um, but The Mantis? No, the Mantis would not... I was going to say, okay. The Mantis would not communicate at all. Right. Right. And they had him for... uh, a fairly long time. The, the mantis? So, yeah. yeah. It, was, so, they, they, it said from what? The the 60s all the way in through the 80s? 
Yes. Oh boy. So, and when they they did know where he was from, from he was from ten light years away, and um, just around the corner, right? And they called him uh, Trantaloid. So <laughs> Trantaloid around the <laughs> right? block. So this this guy has inverted knees. He has sort of like a praying mantis head. And the cool thing that this guy says about it is that it doesn't need food. It generates its own food from its hips. Yeah, it's got like little pouches and it generates these little balls that it eats or whatever. <laughs> and that's called chemogenesis. Hmm. So it's reverse jointed. He said he did see it run. He said the one thing that was really peculiar about it was it had a cape, but not like um, a piece of clothing. It had That's some of sort body. of right under it, the back of its neck. It had some sort of thing that it would use in like a defense mechanism type of thing. Yeah, it would wrap around its body. It said so. It was dark gray, it's um, and even even its skin tone would change with temperature. Um, it had large eyes and. It had clawed and webbed feet. And when he asked how big it was, he said, it's about six foot tall and about 200 pounds. So, like, this is a decent Yeah, and it could, size. like, harden its skin, right? Right. So, it's a decent size, like, alien. Yeah. Um, but, like, it didn't communicate. And they had kept it in an area where they kept all these aliens. And what they did is they had electrified cages, basically. Yes, yeah, so some they, of them were hostile. Which they electrocuted them when they were hostile. Mm-hmm. Which is the most American thing you can <laughs> some, do. <laughs> it's the most earthly thing, I think, at that point. I don't <laughs> know. I think you're just that, talking about people on Earth. They're that's like... Just, that screams. Put it in a cage and poke it with an electric probe. (laughs) To me, that screams 4th of July. Right. (laughs) Uh, And so anyway, uh, one day, this thing somehow manipulated the electrical system of its cage and end up escaping. Mm Mm-hmm. But they had a they had a radio tracker on it, and it either didn't know or wasn't aware of what that did. Yeah, right? well, I think they got complacent with it too, is the way it sounded. Like this one wasn't as um, like heavily guarded and monitored. Like I think right. he had some free roam, and because um, they said it was like a crawl space he went through. Right? right, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Ventilation crawl space. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it, he had it, some kind of free roam at some point, you know what I mean? And I think it probably just were saying like he got complacent. That's it's probably why if he had a tracker on him, they didn't notice that he, he disappeared until he they noticed, you know. But if they shut down the electric, maybe that was attached to the truck. I don't know. Who it's knows? 80, it's it, uh, oh yeah, it's older tech. Yeah, right. So, this thing gets away. It gets like eighty miles away. Yeah, I got it. I got yeah. I made it eighty miles in thirty six hours or something. And this is what makes this story great. 
this guy is hunting bighorn sheep. His name is Gus Wainwright. And while he's hunting bighorn sheep, he sees this thing like scamper across the valley <laughs> and tracks it. Tra- yep. He said he tracks it for 36 hours. Yep. And this Richard Doty guy is like, when we went back and like kind of like thought about time and whatever, we think it's more like 24, but whatever. Right? <laughs> and he ends up snaring the an- the alien, right? He snares Dude, there's it. so many different movies in my life have come to mind of what that dude looks like. You know, that's oh, funny. I know. You know, it's like every every movie that had like like Harry and the Hendersons or anything that had like a, a alien or a Bigfoot, there was always that guy that hunted and he's always wearing like the hunting vests and shit. That's so, exactly what I thought. Uh, totally, totally. So he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He traps it and he's like, what the hell is that? Well, of course, this thing. He traps it in like a, like a, like a net, like you, like the ones that scoop up into the air, right? I don't know how he snared. They said he snared. Please tell me he snared it in like a big net up in the air. Like. I don't know. I don't know if it was a bear trap or a snare. Yeah. And then he poked he... it with a stick. Right. So, yeah. So, he did. He didn't know what it was. Yeah. And, of course, it this cape thing, which is the defense mechanism, covers the whole thing. It, like... Is cloaked. The whole entire thing is cloaked in this cape, this defense mechanism thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What the fuck, right?" <laughs> so meanwhile, there's this sheriff that has had a call because he was told somebody's out on a wall, and there, <laughs> and it's the sheriff's job to track down <laughs> this guy that's a wall. This is like Harry and the Hendersons meets it's fucking Rambo. It's <laughs> so he sees Gus Wainwright's truck. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And he's like, dude, you have no idea. Come check this out. <laughs> so like, I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> Gus takes him over. He's like, what is that? And he's like, I have no idea. So like they both start just taking pictures. Just yeah. like, right? Yeah, they both had cameras. They start snapping shots. So they're like, maybe this is more of a game warden thing. Because <laughs> they're close <laughs> to uh, an atomic test range. And they mm-hmm. think it may be some kind of mutant animal from the test range. <laughs> right. So that's the how that works. Yeah, right. So they call the game warden, and the game warden comes out, and he's like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. And they're like, okay. Did you so poke it sheriff- with a stick? We poked yeah, it with a stick. Right? Exactly. The, <laughs> the sheriff's like, okay, listen. Let's uh, let's call the army base. Let's see if there's, you know, whatever. So they make a call to the base. And they're like, okay, we'll be out. So they send their men in black up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is an alien. And they're like, um, we need your cameras. 
So the game warden and the sheriff give the cameras to the government. Mm-hmm. And um, Gus is like, yeah, you don't have jurisdiction over me. So go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's like, okay, look, dude. They're going to rain the FBI, the NSA. <laughs> like, You're right. They're going to ruin your life, dude. Everybody's coming to your house. Just give him the camera. So he's like, fine, but he's not not happy about it. And he gives up his camera. But he manages to keep one picture. Which is impressive. So maybe it was a Polaroid type of th- type of deal? Well, my theory is that if he kept a picture off of what I'm guessing is a normal standard film camera. If he was at the end of his roll of film, like if he just sat there and took pictures of this and thing he had, until and he, he ran had out. New, yeah, new, new he, roll. He, he could just take that roll out, though. You could just... You could pull, okay. you could pull the picture out, like you could pull the strip out and and rip it off. I don't know how. Doesn't so that, you would say the that, last isn't picture over, isn't that overexposed? Once it huh? hits light, it, don't you get overexposed once it hits light? You you yeah, but if you get it, if you could keep it like dark when you did it, like if you put it up in your shirt and ripped it off and then kept your hand over, put it in your pocket, you could probably but get it, away with it. It's not like I, I don't know how else he would have done it. Save the picture, unless it was the like only a, a Polaroid. A Polaroid, right? That's the only way I could think. Because, like, I know what those films look like. We know because we grew up in the eighties and nineties uh, with Photobug and whatever. Like, it's the little canister with the little roll of film, and, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like, whatever. He has a picture, All right? That picture yeah. exists. It makes me away. wonder, though, if maybe the story just didn't get confused and that he refused to give up his camera at first and went home, developed okay. the film, and then they came and got it all. And he managed Agreed. to Agreed. hide one. I could see that happening. Like, it was like a next day thing, and the sheriff came to his house and was like, hey, man, you got to give me the camera and film. So, what's funny is... He has friends that run this bar, and it's called the Warm Springs Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, why don't you let me put this on the wall? See what happens. And he proceeds to tell everybody this story for the duration of the bar until, like, recently... When the mm-hmm. bar finally closed, <clears throat> that picture hung in that bar the entire time. And if you see the picture, it's not the clearest thing that it's an alien, but it is something like, what is that? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I could not find it. Okay, well, I'll put it you on. You know, like some it. of the links I went to, like the one he gave me, the stories were pulled down. They're shut down, right. So, they captured it and take it back, and who knows what happened to it after that. But that is the story. The story is this guy, Richard Doty, um, he was part of, like, special ops, and his thing was, like, uh, disinformation, but he, he was also part of retrieval. This alien escaped, 
The alien escaped. Um, this hunter, Gus Wainwright, tracked it down. <laughs> he catches it, uh, takes many pictures of it. They're forced to give up their cameras. They have to give up their cameras. And the one lone picture survives and is in a bar in Warm Springs, Nevada. So that's where we're at. Yeah. It's a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty amazing story, and I think it's like right up our alley as far as the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, it is fucking weird. Now I got, I got to <laughs> say that now there was something else to this story, wasn't there? About a spacecraft that, at like, around the same time that they buried real deep, and yes, and so and blew up with a nuke. Okay, so this had nothing to do with him or Evie. It was part but... of Doherty's story, though, wasn't it? Right, so as a sidebar, he said, you know, not everything's like hunky-dory with aliens. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this story, this this thing got out and we caught it. Like, it was caught by a person. He's like, but part of the reason the government is so crazy about UFOs is because they're super harmful to people. Yeah, there was one that was like, it was emitting everything that it was emitting, everything about it was toxic. And he said, they couldn't do anything with it. They tried everything. Yeah, it was like, like lethal. It was fatal. Like people. Were, yeah, like everybody that came in contact with it died. So mm-hmm. he's like, what do you do with it? He's like, they buried it in the desert and they set off a nuke underground mm-hmm. um, to in their words to test the seismic activity of a nuke underground but it was see also if they could, like, see if they could detonate a bigger nuke underground right <laughs> uh, to put this thing to rest and that's what they did and, and then they put up a plaque that said that's what they did yes Exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. And say, this is legit. They literally put up a plaque. You can search it. They put up a plaque that says, <laughs> we put up a nuke in the ground. What, like 3,200 feet, that says? Yep. Something exactly. like that. 30, yeah. 3,200 yeah, feet in the ground. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they did it just so they could see if they could do it again bigger. <laughs> if that doesn't scream America... I don't know what's up. More, <laughs> more so than electrocuting aliens. Or or this is the best. I heard in the budget that when they were there was somebody was reading through one of the centers was reading through one of the sections and it said we spent three and a half million dollars giving cocaine to beagles. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. that's 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 pretty that's pretty american too that is pretty american so that's the story so let's uh get into some facts all right okay so this guy, Richard Doty, he is counterintelligence. 
an, an alien escaped. He's on a recovery mission. This alien is tracked down 80 miles away by a hunter. Bear grills. Bear by bear grills. He traps it. He takes pictures of it. Sheriff. He calls sheriff. Sheriff takes pictures of it. Game warden takes pictures of it. They give all their shit to the government except Bear Grylls. Uh, <laughs> Gus Wainwright <laughs> holds one picture. He puts it up in the Warm Springs Bar and Grill. It stays there till the day that it closes, and that's the story. Yeah. So, do you want to go, or you want me to go? I'll go. I'll go first. Go ahead. Um, everything about my being <laughs> and this involved in this story was screaming bullshit. But that that being said, it's so outlandish <laughs> it is so bizarre it's so like not your typical thing there's not this telepathic alien that's warning us of our own disastrous <laughs> fucking shortcomings and uh, you know what I mean it's not your atypical story it's just like this fucking weird manis thing that can't talk and eats out of its hip <laughs> and, you know what I mean it's like trapped, just such trapped so by Billy. and then it got it got fucking loose and some guy was like yeah I trapped it I hunted that fucker for 36 hours trekking him through <laughs> fucking high desert that's exactly <laughs> what happened you know what I mean it's such yeah. a crazy fucking story yeah. that it's like god damn it is there some truth to this because Typically, it's the fucking craziest ones that are like, no, it's actually <laughs> true, you know. Well, and it's it, it's almost in the it's almost in that same league. It doesn't have nowhere near the credibility of Bob Lazar, but so you're, you're going it feels with, down that alley. You know what I mean? You're going with truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> oh, well, my 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 point is is that this this I I would not I would be like. It would be one of those deals where it's like if you took all of our podcasts, right, mm-hmm. and you went through every one of them, and somebody came down with the all the answers, and they were like, "No, no, yes, it's yes. this one that's true." <laughs> and you, I would be like, "I fucking knew it. I knew yeah, it. I, I knew it was going to be that one." So, no, I don't fucking believe it. But if the if it if it was a scenario like that where it was like one of these stories is true, I, I would bet my life it was this one <laughs> like it's the weirdest fucking one it's the most outlandish crazy batshit crazy story you know it, uh, it, it's, it's got everything it's got it all except for your atypical you know it wasn't like you get a lot of stories with aliens that are like you know it's like uh the future of your planet's in jeopardy because you guys are pieces of shit. And, you know, <laughs> you watch <laughs> the game, <laughs> and like, and I can't, I can't, like, I'm not like I'm disagreeing with that take on life, but still, just saying, like, there's always these kind of like unifying stories throughout, right. and then this one comes out of left field, and it's like, no, we we got aliens, we keep them in cages, poke them with fuck cattle prods, and some of them little fuckers get out of line every now and then, you know, straighten them out. You know? One of them got loose one time. Fucking old <laughs> Gus down the road caught him. He had to track him for 36 hours. 
it's just like the craziest shit, you know. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe any of this story. I think, I think it's all horseshit. But okay, all right. But that's that's just me. Now, like I said, it, it, it's <laughs> it, it does sound funny because it sounds like a sister story to Bob Lazar, where he's <laughs> over there on the scientific aspect of it, going, right. "How do we break down these spaceships and reverse engineer their tech?" And they're over there like, what are we supposed to do with all the fucking livestock that keeps coming off of them? And <laughs> feeding them dog uh, food and shit. I don't know. It just, it's, it's too far. It's so crazy. So you're, so doubtful. Crazy. you're doubtful. I'm super, I'm super doubtful. Okay. I think, I think it's real <laughs> because of what Bob Lazar said. If we have these things, Something had to make them. Yeah. And where did they come from? And one of the biggest things for me, the biggest thing for me, in all my notes, and I have it like underlined and quoted and bold letters, is hostile aliens were killed using electrocution. <laughs> That seems like us. <laughs> like if we were gonna do anything, we're like, oh Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, fuck it. A couple of these little fuckers got out of line. And this thing's like, you know, it, if it's more cerebral than we are, right? Which it is. <laughs> it, has, it has to be, right? It has to know that if you there's some guy, the guy watching him, the guy that's got to take care of him is the uh, is the dude from old school with the track dart. (laughs) This this sucker will get pierce the skin of a rhino, and these little fuckers get out of hand. Pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is fucking cool. (laughs) But that just sounds exactly like what we would do. Like uh, the whole story, the whole story. Yeah. There's two things that made me believe the story. One that we would electrocute aliens that get out of line, right? And that talk shit, right? Because they're probably talking shit. That they yeah. probably don't even do anything, right? Yeah. They're probably just talking shit. Like we're gonna end you, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "No okay. shit, that killed him. <laughs> that killed him." And then. And then there's the other thing where, like, it does get out, and <laughs> some Billy from up the road is like, I got that bitch, and tracks it down, whereas, like, the end On his own accord, out. like, nobody was like, go find this. They didn't, like, no. hire him. He right, was right. just out hunting, and he's like, I don't recognize them tracks. <laughs> and then, like, CIA, NSA... Uh, Air Force, Army, all the people involved in Area 51 can't, like, this alien got loose, and this one guy tracked it down. Yeah, dude, that happened. Sounds like a shitty B-movie, dude. It does, but that's what happened. Right, and then the fact that they all take pictures of it. Like, like I would, I would take a picture of it. I'd be like, oh, right? And they just start snapping pictures. And then, even better, because that guy lives in Nevada, 
And I know, like, you know, don't tread on me. Is that is that Maine or Vermont? One of them. It's one of the, you know, the they have the snake on the yeah, yellow yeah. flag. Okay, fine. But in Nevada, they hate the government. Mm-hmm. They hate the government for the Bureau of Land Management who, like, takes land all the time. Yeah. They they don't like the government. Now, they, it's not like they're anti-patriotic. It's just they don't like big government, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this guy's like, yeah, yeah, military police, like, give us your camera. It's like, fuck off. That mm-hmm. is totally Nevada. Like, that yeah. is... So, like, either this Richard Doty guy telling this story is an evil genius in counterintelligence <laughs> or he's relating a story that's kind of funny and like you know has really no redeeming qualities it's not like there's nothing that happens at the end that's why I believe it. there's nothing that happens at the end that like it saves the world like you said or like even that the alien is even saying you know you guys are fucking up it's just yeah. like the alien, alien doesn't even talk the one that took <laughs> off hasn't spoke a word in 30 years right hasn't even attempted any type of communication and and like back they said it was really didn't he say it was like really nice and sweet like it acted like really nice and shy and yeah it was like, always yeah, like really well behaved problem. and stuff yeah. And then coupled with like our Bob Lazar thing where like there's site four or S four and he said there's Alpha Site and, and Site Five. Well Alpha Site would probably be Site One and then Site Five would be like the alien jail. Maybe That's... I gotta hire maybe I gotta hire maybe I gotta hire standard for what I want out of my alien life forms. But if I want if I want this super intelligent creature that's like capable of space travel to show up here, the last thing I want is a giant prey mantis that eats goo out of its head. And doesn't if? say and doesn't say a fucking word for thirty years. <laughs> Just sit in the corner like <laughs> fucking digging in its hip and eating shit. Agreed. Agreed. That's the only <laughs> problem. I, but like, what's he supposed to do? Like, maybe he doesn't want to be here. Maybe he's like defiant. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one thing that I always have to remind myself is that if you're dealing with any kind of extraterrestrial life forms, you have to remember <laughs> that time might not exist the same where they come from. Exactly. So his 30 years here could have been like 15 minutes back home right like, it could have you know they could be capable of absorbing maybe a lot he of information could, and it seems maybe like he it's going just, really fast man maybe he could just sit still for like 15 days <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe maybe he was getting ready to say something <laughs> and then <laughs> it's took, like just took they, 30 years to build up the they fucked up again Shocked him, he had to start all over. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing. Hey, that's the one thing that trips me out. If you think about it, if you get visited, if 
you get visited, say, a, you know, there is an alien craft because we've seen tons of the UFO footage. We know all the stories about the Area 51s and the Roswells and stuff like that. Um, you get visited by an alien and you're, you're like, they show a picture of the ship. And then the next time they're like, well, how come the aliens don't look the same? Well, that's because the first ones that visited you could have been the same species of aliens 10,000 years earlier. Right. They could have come from a time 10,000 years before the other ones. Who knows? There could have been a giant time. They go back. Their time affects them different. They live out many generations. And then later generations return back. Just like we're talking about going back to the moon. You know, we're going to come back with better shit, more space, you know, more futuristic looking stuff, more technology. Right. And so if you think about it like that, if, if you ever watch the, um, uh, the movie, uh, uh, what's the Matthew McConaughey movie with, uh, um, when he's in space, um, it is, uh, interstellar where they're next to that planet. that's next to that black hole that the event horizon and time every hour on the surface is like seven and a half years back home or something like that. Well, like flight of the navigator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He, love flight of the navigator. He, he's only gone in his world for like what, two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And it's 20 something years to here. So I don't know if that's the case with this. Maybe. But, like, there's a lot of human things in this story. And either this guy, Richard Doty, is a genius in telling a story. Or um, there's a lot of stuff that makes sense. And it would make sense to me, like, alien travel. Yeah, everybody's like, well, if they could get here, why wouldn't they take us over? Well, maybe they could get here. But they can't bring their whole army. Getting here and bringing their whole army are two different things. Just like us getting to Mars. <clears throat> you know? Like, yeah. even if you're 50,000 years in the future, you're bringing the whole army to take over Earth for what? Like, what are you getting? Right. Like, maybe gold's not even, you know, what are you, gold and oil? Okay. Maybe yeah. you don't need golden oil. There was a there was a movie. I was trying to think. I think there was a movie where it was like the aliens came through this portal, and every time they came, they learned something new. But when they came back, it was like I said, it was like in their time, you know, hundreds of years later, and so they right. kept coming back more and more advanced, and eventually they they could take over because they they had this like super advanced army by then. But it was and only it, in a matter of like a couple weeks. So fine. Yeah. The praying man is people come back. Gus Wainwright's just going to come back and trap all of them. Like, you know. <laughs> we, got, we got a Gus, dude. <laughs> uh, and you're going to be in every dive bar. There's going to be a picture of you and all your buddies. Fucking yeah. trap. <laughs> I don't know. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I think that's something that happens out there. It's weird out there. <laughs> it's very weird out there. I will say that. I first have knowledge at night it's bizarre in the desert in Nevada. 
But if uh, if you're if you don't believe it, I get it. I understand. So we can say it's inconclusive, right? Yeah, because I I don't I don't buy it. But I I you know if I had to pick one, <laughs> that would be like they would be God. like actually it's this one that's the correct one. I'd be like motherfucker, man. <laughs> awesome. That was good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Man. New year. New year. Back in the game. All right, well, I'm <laughs> Anthony. I'm Brandon. And this is Everything That's Weird. Okay, so, facts. There's not... A- not a whole lot to hang our hat on without going over like the Area 51 thing, except for um, he does mention Alpha Site and then he mentions Site 5. Mm-hmm. So, the only thing with that is Bob Lazar mentioned Site 4. S4. Yeah. So is S four is the ships, S five's got to be the aliens, right? Makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not an. You're trying to keep good logistics. <laughs> if you want the mail to get there, uh, because um, I mean, a little corro- corroboration there is that Bob Lazar did say that they had multiple spacecrafts. He did, and he also said there was multiple sites, and he was the only one. That was um, his clearance was Q clearance, and this guy does mention Q clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, he does mention Q clearance because he's like only certain people get to see certain things, and and he's like a lot like Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. He's like I didn't get to see that. I don't know exactly what they did there. Like, so and which kind of keeps with the compartmentalization yeah like we discussed in the Bob Azor episode yeah exactly Um, I love that the picture's in the bar yeah because we had a bar and we put pictures on the wall and and if somebody came to me and said I got a picture of an alien that I captured that thing would be on the wall right now yeah Uh, I like Gus Wainwright I like there's some like there's some very true things that I think come out like that they electrocute bad aliens <laughs> that to me was like that like the waterboard them if they said uh, waterboarded them I would have been like all on board yeah it fucking happened buddy <laughs> but that was like as soon as he was like aliens that were hostile we electrocuted him I'm like yeah that's what we do that is exactly <laughs> what we fucking do <laughs> fuck that guy right <laughs> and it kind of makes you think and this is what I was just while we were on break I was just telling you that like a guy I worked with I played one of our episodes and he he was like you know um, the way we treat things that aren't <laughs> the norm. Mm-hmm. 
if it doesn't benefit us, why bring it out? Yeah. And that's true. Especially in this case, like, okay, so there's a praying mantis alien that makes mm-hmm. its own food that has, hasn't talked to us in 30 years. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what <laughs> good is he? He's not like E.B., who's like, all right, listen, there's Velcro. Do you guys know what Velcro is? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait till you see this microwave. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys, I know, you're boiling water for your tea and your coffee. All you have to do is pop in the microwave. Yeah. Two minutes. You guys Two can't minutes. make food from your hip? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is, I love that it was tracked and trapped. It's <laughs> the best part, man. I want to. I want to know. I gotta know what he caught him. How he caught him. Me too. Because I got. I, I mean, I got a scene playing out in my head. I. I guarantee that's not how it went down. But it's funnier in my head. <laughs> so you you hunt more than I do for sure. I don't right? hunt. I don't hunt. No. You don't hunt. No. Okay. I, so never, I never did. You know why? I don't like the taste of those animals. Okay. You don't like deer. It's not that I'm just like, yeah, if I, if I was like, if I enjoyed deer, the taste of deer, I, I'd, I'd hunt more. So you know, okay, now I don't I, mind like rabbit and stuff. I squirrel, I've eaten everything. I hunted when I was young, but, but I don't, I don't hunt anymore. So my, my brother hunts and he hunts animals you have to track. Yeah. My brother hunts, but he's not like a big game hunter. My cousin is. He's, so he's that is so when you track an animal, that is a whole different thing. Yeah, that's not like you're sitting in a blind with with a pile Cop- of corn under you. Yeah, with some Copenhagen and like, you know, <laughs> a giant he, pile of corn. Yeah, you know, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would like he would go on these elk hunts and like, um, you know, like Alaska or whatever and caribou or whatever and he would track them they have to track yeah. them over like several mountains yeah i got a friend of mine that goes on uh he goes on an annual trip and uh he's actually invited me to it before i probably would have gone with him too but he so goes this guy canada this guy, and does it so this guy gus wainwright doesn't just like live in a subdivision and he lives like on a reservation He's like, he's Grizzly Adams. Like, you know, <laughs> he's Ron Swanson. He is like <laughs> picking up poop, tasting it. Oh, dude, Came through he here about like, a half hour ago. He is like all that is man, right? <laughs> so everybody that talks about this guy Gus Wainwright, and I've tried to find like he's the guy from the movie Tremors. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly who he is. Just if the world ended, he survives. Right. Like he lives. He's fine with it. Um. I didn't hear a lot about the game warden or the sheriff. Uh. And the only thing I have to say about this Richard Doty guy is that, uh, like I said in the beginning. His whole job was disinformation. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, 
that makes me wonder like is everything he's saying is bullshit well I mean it might not this information might not have been his own only forte I mean that's counterintelligence is well, he became a cop he it's retired. more to protect intelligence than it is to so he, he retired from the military became a cop that he was a cop for a while and then at the time of this um, interview he was 78 mm-hmm. so like uh, walking with the tall whites yeah this comes out years later so like mm-hmm. full disclosure you know this story comes out years later the other thing is I've never heard the story before mm-hmm. um, I've also never been to the warm springs bar and grill <laughs> right and now that I know that exists I wish I would have right but I could see because I have been out there in the desert and I've been to Nevada and I've I've stayed the night at weird hotels in weird cities in Nevada <coughs> where if there's an alien on the wall it's like a jackalope <laughs> right you know what I mean yeah. it's like so like okay you have a picture of an alien but I've also been to a like multiple bars where there's a jackalope and it's a jackrabbit with antelope horns <laughs> and they make it look like it's an animal right so I could see that part of it mm-hmm. where like people just they just dismiss it because they're like dude I live in a trail I live in a trailer in the desert it's fucking 130 degrees today <laughs> right. I just want a cold beer. I just want a mm-hmm. cold beer. Um, can we play the pinball machine or some jukebox? Like, like can we just like? Yeah, be, can we be a normal town? Mm-hmm. Can we just be a normal town and maybe have trivia on Tuesdays and tacos? Right. So I do understand where like it could sit on a wall in Nevada and nobody would give a shit. Right. Other well, I don't think that, I like. I don't think he could get. He wasn't getting a lot of traction with, with the with the whole story. So he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, just put it put it up on the wall." Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the mystique of Area Fifty One and all that. We could go over that at nauseum, but like, I think everybody knows that, especially if you listen to this. But like mm-hmm. this particular story. Yeah, of course, it's, of course, it happens around Area 51. Um, the other thing I thought was impressive, real quick, was that the, that the alien covered 80 miles. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know how he did that. Maybe he hopped on a semi. It's not, it's not, um, it wasn't a flat straight run. Exactly. <clears throat> that's some, that's some, uh harsh terrain to cover 80 miles but if you're creating your own granola bars and yeah <laughs> packed with punch you never know man <laughs> I still don't understand it I don't, I don't understand how you can add to your body while still taking away from it it doesn't doesn't make sense to me but what do I know 
the only way and I'm gonna say this and I might edit it out it's gotta be pulling nutrients out of the air or something but so you could drink your MP yeah to an extent to an extent and you it can, becomes toxic at some point and I don't know if you can eat your own waste no it's not healthy because there's bacteria and stuff but they they so like maybe this is chemogenesis they have a name for it it's called chemogenesis yeah so I don't know if there's any earthly I should have looked that up before we did this damn it that's one thing I should have looked up Uh, I don't yeah I don't know if there's any earthly thing that that has chemogenesis I'm not aware of one but I do I'm I'm aware of some pretty fascinating creatures on our planet that can withstand some pretty harsh environments and pretty crazy ordeals and live in crazy places and stuff like that but I don't know I don't know if I know any of them that produce their own their own food without an external you know uh, method like where they're drawing somehow drawing nutrients from something somewhere because and there there are things like snakes that eat like once a year yeah yeah it gets slower their metabolism but they they still they still have to eat Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't know anything on Earth that I don't know how they have a name for it, except that there must be something that there has to be a way to replace the nutrients because you drain them every time. Now your your body's not perfect, so you like your waste, like your like you were saying, there's still viable nutrients in that stuff to a point, but. Like your pee, if you drank your pee and then you get like it's like five eventually, times or something. eventually it's it's just all toxic, and it's mm. and it's fucking your kidneys and and your liver and everything up. All right, so facts wise, we're kind of shot, right? Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of a lot of stuff there. It's just, it's a guy and his his story. Okay. All right, let's let's get and one here. picture. And one picture. But there is a picture. So let's get to what we think. (laughs) For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthatsweird.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.